0: startups that are bootstrapped they're really businesses already the problem is when you do that you're most likely going because are awesome people who are going to do
1: awesome things to me that's that's maybe there's a way to just kind of start over a little bit hey listener this is out of beta my name is peter su and my co-host is matt wensing matt is the founder of summit and i'm the founder of reform and on this podcast you get to follow along on our startup journeys if you're a new listener don't forget to check out our website on atabeta.fm to find our entire back catalog hey matt hey peter <laughs> how's it going
0: good good uh I, I, as I warned you before we started, I am not exactly sure what to talk about this week. Um, but I, we're going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. It sounds like you might already know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm firing on all cylinders right now. I'm all right. Uh, I'm doing a lot of things. Great. So uh, I'm happy to talk about that. I'm. Uh, mm. I am getting, um, you know, words of caution at home here about like please avoid burnout <laughs> and I feel like I'm flying it's going fast but there's like this you know asteroid belt or something that I, I need to navigate <laughs> through right now <laughs> yeah. Han Solo style here we go <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah it's good it's been a good day went swimming for lunch with my my oh, wife nice. it's yeah. really nice went to the lake good I break see, yeah. yeah, yeah I had an interesting thing kind of like that I'd, that happened today when I was, I always do my to-do items in the morning just to, or like put them together. So I kind of mm-hmm. know what to do for the day. um, And I was, I know that we were going to go swimming. So I was kind of thinking in my head, like what would make it, like what would be awesome to have done before we go swimming? Because then it's like you do something stressful and then it's really nice to like jump in the lake and kind of yes r- r- rinse that off, you know? Yes. And then... I kind of realized, okay, so like, what I should probably do is just like do the worst stuff I have to do today, or like the the, the stuff that's like most stressful, do that first. The stuff that scares me the most, mm-hmm. and um, and then when I go to the lake, like it'll be like it'll be really nice to have done that, and it'd be really nice to like have like all the easy stuff left, like yeah. recording podcast, <laughs> for example. <laughs> and um, it just occurred to me that I should probably do that every day. Because there are so many distractions all the time, and yeah, and I kind of just realized like this might this is like Captain Obvious speaking here, but if I did that, then um, if the the day g- gets derailed, at least I did like the worst things, you know. <laughs> and Which it's it's better to like important. have the easy stuff to do in the evening <laughs> than like oh yeah, oh, doing yeah. your taxes or something <laughs> stressful. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. So that's I think that's, that's my that's new mantra. Plan. Let's try that for a few days.
0: That's good. And do you find that um where where do you find that kind of uh, optimal brain function in your day? Is it early morning, mid-morning, early afternoon?
1: Yeah, normally it's in the morning, but I would say right now I'm just I have so many things going on. Mm-hmm. So honestly, it's like I, I think we've talked about this before like people that are talking about like optimizing their sleep and like making sure like <laughs> you get 8 hours sleep whatever like don't it's, get like start your when you're, like, a busy startup founder and you have little kits and stuff, it's, like, if there is a time where I can sleep, I'll just sleep, you know? it's I know, like I know. I, I don't... I just think about it. I just sleep. It's the most... And it's, it's kind of, yeah. like, the same thing now. Like, I'm so busy. Yep. Besides, like, I take my son to daycare in the morning mm-hmm. and we walk there because it's, like, a nice walk and it's, like, an important part of the day for me. And then, yep. uh, you know, kind of, like, the evening when he gets home and, like, you know, have dinner and... And put him to bed and stuff, but otherwise I literally only work. Like I don't do anything besides working right now, from yeah. I wake up to the, in the morning to I uh, go to bed. So there's no like, doesn't re- I don't really care almost like I just do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's that's a- not how I always are. Like definitely, I'm <laughs> normally not like this, but it's just how it is right now. I have like two and a half jobs or something like that.
0: Hmm. Yeah. There's a there's a pretty. Uh, clear break line between podcast episodes I listen to where the hosts don't have families (laughs) and the the ones where they do. (laughs) And I always feel like the ones that don't are figuring out how to eke the last like one to 10% of performance out of every aspect of their lives. And the ones that do are kind of trying to figure out how to just have all of them not be zero. Yeah, <laughs> and I I, yeah. I, I I can empathize with that. So um, I think there's a,
1: a yeah. I've I've thought about this a lot, like this week. Like if you want to get something done, give it to something. Ask someone busy to do it. <laughs> also true. It's just uh, I'm just I just feel like right now, like these weeks right now, I'm just like on a different um cadence, basically, or like a. I just. It's like the gears are just like on a different crank or whatever. It's I don't know what it's called in English.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, that that's right. You're you're in a different zone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um that's like unsustainable long term, but it it it's mm-hmm. what I'm doing right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I actually um Sky asked me last night, how's Peter doing? And I was and I tried to summarize it I realized as I was saying I'm like this doesn't sound sustainable, but he's really energized, so it's it's <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's the right thing for now because I, I basically told the story and I was saying you know there's these things that reform can do, could be really great breakthroughs. Definitely worth it to give it a shot. And then it was basically dot dot dot. After that, I was like, okay, but then what? It's like, I don't know. We I don't know. I don't know if we know, but that's what we're doing, and <laughs> that's it's gonna be great. Yeah. So. Yeah, which yeah, I think we is, had a mastermind right.
1: with. We had a mastermind with Derek last night, my night. Um, and 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 my basically like what I brought to the mastermind was basically, am I like do you guys think I'm crazy for like still being really excited about reform? Because <laughs> I'm more excited than I've been in a long time. Mm. And as I said, like I think most of my investors have like ridden it off like two years ago <laughs> or something when it was even <laughs> a different company, you know. <laughs> Um, it's a lot to
0: keep track of for some people yes
1: yeah (laughs) and uh so but yeah you you guys were like no makes sense there's uh there's still stuff to figure out and explore and yeah we talked about another kind of tribe uh startup well you were on fire on twitter for with all your fortune cookie stuff but um Basically, that the <laughs> we were we were talking about um, the quote, and I don't remember who said it. It's probably Paul Graham or Benjamin Franklin or something. But <laughs> it, basically, he's saying startups don't uh, die when they run out of money; they die when they run out of motivations or when the founders do. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Bjorn about it this morning, and I basically mm. told him, like, I remember, like months back when I wasn't that excited about reform and kind of almost like closer to burnout, even though I was less busy, because that's probably not why you get burned out. And um, I was much more stressed about runway back then. And we had more runway, you know. Um, But now I'm really excited about reform and I don't care about the runway. Like it's yeah. Yeah. all... It, it, it feels like we've got a new runway in, like, motivation, basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is my, well, you're wearing this uh, sort of mindset for now, and I'm not trying to say that it's uh, it's permanent or anything. For me, this is kind of the way I've always approached it, which is that if you solve the puzzle, by which I mean, like, capital T, capital P, like, the puzzle, runway can, this is a very dangerous thing to say, take care of itself but if you don't believe that, then you have no shot of, of that working out. And so re- re- pulling back from, like, if you have no chance, like, I'm not saying that if you do that analysis, you come to the conclusion, shut it down, give up, whatever. But if you have a chance, <laughs> like, shrinking from it is not going to possibly get you the outcome you want. Like, that's just obviously not the answer. And so I'd rather have the story and the trajectory coming to life and have a shorter runway than have a longer runway and be in this zombie state, not really sure if it's worth working on situation. That's That to me is sort of the walking dead, obviously. So I get it. I realize it's not for everyone, but we've been making similar choices at Summit recently where our runway is not, it's good. It's, it's good-ish. Let's put it that way. We're not in any kind of uh, panic mode at all. But we're still spending a little bit more for the last three or four months than we had planned to because because things are working. (laughs) And so it's this funny thing of, like Jason Cohen has this saying, always raise more money than you initially planned to because if things go badly, you're going to need it for runway's sake. If things go well, you're going to want it for investment's sake. Which is then kind of this terrible tautology where you're like, well, so then what's the right amount of money to raise? But I think the point (laughs) is that if things are going well or worse, you're going to spend more than you planned to get where you wanted to go. We've been doing that and we kind of had a team huddle recently where we said, yes, having a couple months shorter runway, but having the story, the compelling narrative and the, the plot figured out is just better than having those two extra months, but you're just kind of, kind of same old, same old, you know, that doesn't nobody's going to invest in that. And then I think it's hard for the team to invest in that because you're really, you lose sight of what motivates you, like the big carrot. And that's kind of what I work for. I I, I don't know about you specifically, but my motivation is strongly attached to how big can this be? <laughs> What's the upside? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you had you had a quote from Ryan yesterday in our mastermind <laughs> and I don't know mm. if I can't share it we can cut it up but he said something like I'd rather have this story than last month's runway or something like that I thought that was a really good quote
0: yeah yeah no you, you can leave that in I think that, that was his way of saying what I was just saying um, yeah much more concise that's right
1: <laughs> yeah so um, let's talk about EduFlow because we or I just released the second part of the interview we did with David, the founder. And uh, I forgot how good it was. <laughs> like I was just laughing when I was editing. You know? like, it has some really good segments. And I'll, I'll give one spoiler just to kind of like, you know, get people started on the episode. But um, in episode one or the part one, I cut the first minute just because then it got kind of straight to the point and it was a really good start of the episode. I couldn't quite do that in part two. But like, I think three minutes in, he's like, saying something along the lines and like, yeah, then we got our first corporate customer and that was Google. (laughs) And it really kickstarted the episode. Yeah, And uh, it's got some really, really cool insights into what it's like for like a really early stage startup to get Google as a customer and how it kind of shapes the startup. And basically is like, Everything to do with how the company looks right now is mm, because mm-hmm. of because that happened, right? And then, kind of the other half of the episode, we talk about how they got into YC, and um, he had some pretty cool anecdotes for uh, about that as well. That I that I thought was super interesting. So I hope people will check that out. And um, for those who haven't heard it yet, EduFlow is a tool for creating internal courses and training material for your organization, and uh, it's a really Cool and beautiful product, and um, it integrates with a ton of different things. It's uh, it's it's big on uh, learning by doing. So um, if you have anything like that going on in your organization, you should definitely check it out. at dot slash out of beta. It's awesome. Yeah. So uh, you want to do some updates?
0: Yeah. Um, mine's shorter, so I might go first. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I've been. Focused on project managing the new sites, positioning, pricing model, branding, customer communications uh, launch, <laughs> which we're calling a go live as opposed to a launch because the PR push and the, the outbound marketing will come later. Um, I've also recorded, an, uh, speaking of which, recorded a podcast episode which will come out in a couple of weeks. Um, so post go live. Uh, really where I talked about positioning quite a bit and how we navigated that from beginning to now. It's kind of sharing the, sharing the journey that I share in this podcast through, you know, a couple hundred hours of recording and uh, 30 minutes instead. So I'll definitely have to tell folks about that when it comes out. Uh, so that was fun. And uh, otherwise have been uh, lightly repeating the tests that I ran last week where I shared Summit's positioning in a founder Slack and saw what the reaction was. And so I didn't do the same push. I just dropped a little bit of a hint into another one that I'm in. And the response was once again, really positive, like some pretty prominent or, you know, uh, let's just say talented founders uh, responded and said, this is very cool, I'm interested, how do I use it Uh, sort of thing, which uh, again, bodes well that made me really happy to see to see because i i'd say like these this this slack channel was like people i know but not tiny seeds so it's just like one orbit out of that matt's this friendly influencer that's why i'm interested uh gravitational pull so it felt good that the response was still really positive and it was a much smaller group but the response was um just as strong among those who responded and i think that was a good sign so um That brings me to kind of my final piece really in terms of overview. I've started to organize all of these like leads and opportunities um, into one place. And that feels amazing because I'm starting to, like, it's actually worth the effort now to organize leads and little opportunities. And hey, this person's interested, this person, follow up with this person. Like it's worth my time and it feels really good to focus on, you know, a little bit of a pipeline. And I'll, I'll add the little asterisk. It's not because I think inside sales is actually a good um, sales model for us. I think product-led and self-serve is the way. But I'm doing the uh, kindling for the, for the fire here manually and saying, I'm going to go to these places and basically get the word out, collect interest, and then concierge the first hundred whatever it takes to get this thing going. And once I see that take off, I'll, I'll roll back on the effort, the manual effort there. But I'm so, I'm so energized right now, sort of mentally. And by that, I mean like creatively, um, like externally, uh, energized that it feels very realistic to say that I'd be very happy to just do this a hundred times <laughs> or 200 times like I'll do this literally every day of every week between now and Christmas. If that's what it takes to like get our first 200, 300, 400 customers, you know, set up and going like it doesn't feel like work because I'm so happy with the way it's being used, the price it's being paid. It just all makes sense. (laughs) So that gives me a lot of optimism that, you know, I don't know what revenue growth is going to do, but I feel really good that we're going to see, a good continual growth in revenue for the next for the next however long. I like I, I don't know when it has to stop. It's where I'm so period on that. I think the next phase of expanding that is saying, okay, sure, Matt, you can go drop comments and, and messages into these Slack channels without being too salesy. That's one way, but then what? And then it's like, Oh, product hunt, <laughs> you know, Uh, I know a guy who runs a thing called swipe files, you know, there's like these other communities, um, MakerPad, so then you get into these other bigger forums which are not sort of friends of mine in terms of the community members all being friends of mine, but it's just adding zeros to the audience size and um, I'm starting to think about, yeah, growth and top of funnel in a way that I haven't for a long time or ever, so it feels good.
1: Yeah, it's pretty exciting. It's, uh, yeah, I understand why you're motivated. I'm, motivi- I'm motivated on your behalf as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's um, it, it, it maybe. I'll say I'll I'll tie it into burnout. Something you mentioned earlier, which is burnout. Like everyone has their own unique experience of burnout, and I'm not trying to cast like a certain mold on it for everyone, but in my experience, I start to get burned out, which means I stop wanting to do this thing that maybe everyone else is telling me to do. (laughs) I stop wanting to do it when the reward just doesn't feel like it's there, like it's not commensurate with the effort. So I'm working really hard on creating these, pick an example, templates, landing pages, whatever it is, but like the trial signups aren't there. The revenue's not showing up. The retention still isn't good. Like the reward part is broken somehow. And I very quickly mentally short circuit that kind of work because I just don't feel the feedback. Like the reward loop is broken. If, on the other hand, you give me something where the reward is there, even if it's delayed, I don't care how long you. In, in some sense, I don't care if it's how long it's delayed. As long as I feel like it's it's there. Hey, you do this, and in six months, you're going to have this reward. Until I see otherwise, like, I'm all in, usually. And I can I can grind it out for a very long time and work very hard as long as I feel like the reward is there eventually. And so I think just listening to my own energy levels in that sense, the fact that I'm so energized and motivated, I think it's because I see the reward so clearly compared to before, and i'm I'm on that loop in a good way, so yeah, that's my experience right now,
1: yeah, I really think burnout comes when what you're doing isn't producing results, yeah, and it's exactly. almost like you're like you're creating all these sparks, but they mm-hmm. the the kindling is like too wet or something, it doesn't catch fire, yes, and then in the end, you're just kind of like give up
0: <laughs> yeah it's like the same and it, maybe it's even like it's the same spark on the same wood in the same location like you're yeah. not changing it up enough to feel optimistic yeah. that well maybe this this end of the log is damp but maybe that- maybe if
1: we can go out and find some other wood <laughs>
0: yeah exactly but then you have some management or something or some condition that says like no you have to stick with this you can't change yeah. that you know and you're like okay well you know exactly or you're working really hard but you're not getting recognized like there's all these different Ways that gets manifest, but yeah, I'm fortunately the opposite of that right now, which which feels great. So, how are you doing, man? Tell me more about about your plans. I'm
1: doing doing well. I'm uh, both Bjorn and I are really excited about reform right now. It's starting to. Well, I I I went a, a little wild on the last episode, but the crazy thing is, like, the more we've talked about it most of the things i mentioned last time are not that far off in the future if, if if that's where we want to go because so we've we've had some really really productive chats this week and tuple sessions and um, prototyping and and even shipping uh, stuff and kind of realized that and it's something we've realized many times before with other things but if we really like put our mind to something we can find simple solutions to how to do it and mm. i think we've just picked like we've picked a data model for reform that's not ex- super scalable necessarily and not like correct really but it's really mm. flexible in terms of like we can hack it like we can we can we can use it to like prototype stuff until we know exactly what reform is and then we can kind of refactor it into something more like solid basically um, but the way we've kind of like architected everything is very um very flexible and not very like structured <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of like json stuff and that we can kind of mm. just do whatever we want with that um, mm-hmm. and and it's it's been really nice this week because we've like we've just kind of like tried to like tackle one thing or like almost like one dream feature <laughs> after the other and we're like is like, could we could we actually just like build this with what we already have, like the building blocks and the data model we already have? And so far, we we totally can. Like that, we all, for, of all the like big things that we're thinking about building, we could kind of like um, change what we have now a little bit and add on top of it and totally make that work. And it's just been really it's opened up some new opportunities and possibilities because we can build this stuff much faster than we hope to. And when I say this stuff, what I'm mostly talking about is all this like logic-related features and no-code features where you are building these flows, um, form flows, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so it's just been really, really interesting. Um, I've pushed really hard um, to kind of, ship things very incrementally but keep that big vision in mind Mm -hmm. and basically every morning when i've talked to bjorn i've been pushing really hard and saying like is there a version of this that we can release today and and he's really loved that (laughs) as well um it's it's just like it's just helped us keep momentum and stuff that felt big we just like kind of like just um we figured out a way to like think about it, think about a version of this that we could ship today and we could make better tomorrow, you know. Mm-hmm. And bas- basically, what we're trying to do is like saying, is when we have two features, like, is one feature blocking the other, uh, or is one of them able to like get released on their own? And then, mm-hmm. you know, we'll just like kind of do the UI in two parts and. And then just like do a simple temporary UI so we can release it today, but then get all the like stuff in the background working, and then tomorrow we can ship yep. the next thing. Yep. And it's it it's kind of inspired by this uh, trunk based development, you know, where you always work on the on the main branch. And um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so far, it's worked really well. I think it's not going to work awesome. for everything, but just to like keep that in mind has been really good for our momentum. So we're basically trying to ship something every day. And uh, and we have shipped a bunch of, shipped a bunch of things. Um, last week we shipped a bunch more um, conditions for uh, doing math on or logic on numbers, which was something mm. uh, mm-hmm. you kind of needed, yeah. and a lot of people needed. And we shipped some new uh, block types around numbers as well. And we're so we're kind of like um, chiming away at this uh, or ch- chipping away at this uh, video that. Ruben Gomez sent us last week. That was really, really painful to watch. Um, <laughs> yes. And and his video and some conversations I've had with Derek and some conversations I've had with you and other people as well has kind of like taken us in this direction of, I think reform, especially with the stuff that we're working on right now is going to be really good for like, you know, forms relating to like leads, uh, mm-hmm. intake, maybe even applications and it's like so it's like sales and marketing or um for applications it could be like many different things but all of these are typically like pretty close to the money or like something that people are paying uh, a lot of money for and yeah (laughs) i was talking about this at the mastermind yesterday and derek said yeah so you just need to figure out uh how the people that need it for feature requests can use it for free, and how the people that need it for uh, leads can pay you a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of like that, the simplicity of that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so um, one big thing that's maybe a good example of what I just talked about is we want to make it possible for people to have, um, well, it started us out as multiple thank you pages. Um in Reform right now, you can have a thank you page or like a confirmation page when someone fills out the form or you can mm-hmm. redirect them to some URL. But a very requested, requested feature is having multiple, I'm just saying outcomes now because that's how I'm thinking about it now. Mm-hmm. Outcomes uh, after someone fills out a form based on different rules that you can basically add to different pages. So like if on page one, you kind of figure out these are not, these are not like a VIP lead. We'll just show them a pre-recorded demo, or just like send them straight to sign up on their, mm-hmm. their own or something. But if you can kind of tell that they're more of a VIP, maybe you want to send them a scheduling link um, to to do a call with them, right, or a demo or something. So to do that, you need basically, and in Typeform, these are called endings, mm-hmm. and we kind of wanted we wanted. The same thing, but we didn't want to call them the same thing that Typeform uh, calls them. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be fine if we called them endings, but it would just be kind of nice to have our own terminology. I think and they're more
0: like exits,
1: right? Yeah, they're exits, but the the thing I didn't like about ending, at least, was that it just felt so... Um, well, it feels like if, it feels like an ending. It feels like it's it's kind it's of over. It's, the flow right? is ended. It's yes. the journey is stopped. Yes. You're there. You have arrived. Yeah. And what I realized is like if we're more of a no code, if 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 we're like a no code native <laughs> tool, like yeah. we're built in like the age of no code, I think forms is like very often like the entry point to some sort of flow. So having yeah. an ending feels wrong. Mm-hmm. In in my head, it's like we. We fill out the form, and then a bunch of other things happen. So it's like one of those outcomes, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so we ended up calling them outcomes. Uh, that's at least like kind of like the working title. We have shipped that sure, sure. uh, in the UI mm-hmm. as well. Um, I'm not like 100% committed to it forever or anything like that. But it just we could I couldn't find a better word for it. In, so, uh, so an example would stars. be
0: the the form can you can put logic in the form um, interaction that basically routes uh, a person. I mean, a route is another way of thinking about this. Like routes a person yeah. to um, a savvy Cal uh, appointment link that m- creates an enterprise sales conversation versus yeah, hey, join our webinar next, whatever, because you're not really you're somewhere in between versus. Hey, thanks for your time. You're on our email list. We'll reach out to you when we launch. Like there might be yeah. different ways you want to triage people. Yeah. That's cool.
1: Yeah. So um but that was another thing. Like we, we figured out that if we wanna have multiple of these like thank you pages, redirects, and potentially like stuff related to integrations, mm-hmm. that's gonna be a lot of stuff to have in the main form builder um and it's going to be confusing to navigate so we kind of realized okay we we want that to have its own home or its own screen mm-hmm. and and we just kind of we want to we don't want to have to do at, everything at at, one, at once like we want to make sure that we have when we're when we add multiple of these or when we add the ability for people to add multiple of these we want there to already be a place for us to do that um mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, maybe we can just ship like today, maybe we can just ship like the version where that is all happening on its own screen. And then uh, once we get to have multiple of those, then we can ship the rest of it. And there's like a place for it. And it doesn't really make sense to have multiple outcomes until we have more of the logic that we need to actually allow people to send someone there. So so Mm -hmm. now the logic stuff is a blocker. And if you're doing all this in like one PR (laughs) pull request or in a branch, like it would just become ginormous and it would just never be ready. So like now then we just deployed that and we switched to like, okay, now we need more logic. And then when we have more logic, it'll make sense for people to have the ability to send someone to a different outcome. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of like how we've been working this week and it's just been, it's been really exciting. We've been, having fun (laughs) and just like, yeah, felt that momentum that I keep talking about.
0: And yeah, uh, that's, uh, it's so important. I I think we dramatically underestimate what we can like get done because we don't like that momentum. What is, it's actually a funny word we talk about. We we use all these like physics terms to talk about all this stuff. It's like completely abstract. Actually, you're like, momentum. What do you mean? Like you're sitting at a desk still just typing with your little fingers like all day. What does that mean? It's like, it's all mental, right? It's all just, yeah. you feel that momentum, which means you're inspired to work in the next thing, which means the effort, like the clarity of thinking you have about the next thing might be better. You know, it's this yeah. like, it's this compounding internal advantage or this this clarity that you get. And so I think, yeah, whatever it takes to to feel that I mean, that essentially is what Agile does for teams. It's like, somebody drew this chart the other day, which was, uh, you know, you can either release something awful in six months or you can release something that's just a little bit awful once a month for the next six months, and, like, that's Agile. <laughs> and it's like, it's the that's same. Funny. In one sense, it's like, do you end up with better? Yeah, it's probably, it's better. I think it's better. But the, the joke was, like, the tongue-in-cheek was, yeah, what are you really gaining? And I think it's just that, it's that momentum of like, we ship something, it's better than it was yesterday. You know, now what are we going to do? So I'm excited to see how this momentum sort of allows you to tackle bigger things because you don't feel maybe weighted down as much or you don't feel, you feel even better. And so you take on something bigger. And I feel like that's already starting to happen with this this work right this is like a bigger thing than yeah. even what you worked on three days ago right you're like let's add currency symbols and now it's like let's have multiple outcome pages like even that's a bigger it's a bigger impact
1: yeah yeah i guess like it's kind of two thoughts about that like the first one is um i had a really good chat with david the founder of Eduflow, actually because he after listening to the last podcast he he, he asked if he could call me because he had some thoughts (laughs) Mm. and we ended up Mm -hmm. talking for an hour or something. And he, he had some really good uh, input, but basically after talking to him, watching Ruben's video and seeing you use reform as well, I just realized that like a lot of people actually want to use reform and they have absolutely reasonable use cases, but we just don't have the features that they need. So in, you know, in the name of like simplicity or like stay lean or MVP or whatever it is, like we've just ended up at a really silly place where we just haven't been shipping enough features.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's really
1: painful to realize. And, you know, it's caused a lot of like self-reflection for me and, and for Bjorn as well about like what happened. Like, well, I, and, hmm. and I think what happened is I convinced myself like very strongly that what we have is good enough um, I mean, it's all in this podcast, right? The yeah. whole uh, stack trace <laughs> of decisions. <laughs> um, it's that's funny. What we have is good enough for some people, so we just need to do more marketing. Mm-hmm. And that—that's true. That's very often true. But I think in our case, it's like, no, people are blocked because and 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 what I told Bjorn is like, I feel like I spend more time like apologizing for not having features in Help Scout. Than it would take us to just build those features, and Mm. yeah, I think yeah, it's just it's it's painful to to realize that, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's 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 how I feel about things right now at least. I think we can open up our uh, potential market much more by adding just a little bit of features that everyone needs, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I I will add some nuance to something I've said a couple times recently that, you know, the 1% changes won't get you there. There are, yet, there are products where you could draw a little chart here and say there's a critical mass that you need to achieve feature-wise, which we call parity, that allows your product to be viable for enough of the market for, like, the whole business to start to work, and... In that sense, it's not a 1% improvement. It's like, it's 1% of the maybe 50 things you need, you know, it's, it's one of the 50 things you need to have done for this to really work. And so that's just, again, that's just uh, lead bullets, as they say, like, that's yeah. just, you've got to just grind out these features if yeah. you want to be a good form builder, and there's no way around that, right?
1: yeah. And I think the other thing I wanted to say about it is like it kind of makes me think of like isn't it Parkinson's law that a project Mm -hmm. will take it will expand into whatever space is available for it or time is available for it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's just so true and like what I can tell right now when I'm really busy is like I don't think about like too much about like oh maybe this isn't ready or like maybe this will break something or like maybe I should spend more time on this. Like I just you know, push the button all the time. I'm like, okay, I have half an hour. Like, can I move this forward in any way? And then I can go to bed or something like, and and it's just like a different mindset from when you have like given yourself six weeks to focus on like some, or two weeks to focus on some big thing and you don't really have many other things to do. Mm -hmm. You just, uh, you spend too much time just like thinking about things. And yeah. and I kind of have like a vague vision in my head right now about what I want to build and who it's potentially for, so mm-hmm. I don't really need to think that much about like the big picture. I need to think mm-hmm. about the little things, um, but that's more that's closer to real work uh, than the more like strategizing yeah. kind of work. Yep. So yeah, it's it it is dangerous to think that incremental steps will get you there, but sometimes yeah, I mean. I guess in our case, like it doesn't really matter if, you, if you're doing incremental stuff in its own branch or you're releasing it. I'm just like, I have a sense that we get more momentum by releasing it every day where we're <laughs> yes. at. Basically, like, basically, leaving it in a deployable state for as, as often as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great. I, I, the, the little addition of the dollar signs to the form I was using makes it so much better. It's like, it was, I, I don't know how long that took, but it makes the form 50% better. Like, there's an outsized return for the user experience for these little changes you're making. So, I think we have to be careful. Like, the level of effort required to do it is not the same thing as the amount of impact, which is also not the same no. thing as like the user value. So, I understand these are little things, meaning you knock them out in an afternoon, but it made the user experience for my end users filling up that form. Fifty percent better, right? So yeah. it's it's not a one percent improvement. Actually, it just turned out it was really high leverage.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll give a podcast recommendation for a desk trainers interview on twenty uh, VC and and give you a hat tip because <laughs> you tweeted about it or something. Mm. Um, but he he often talks about their framework for that. Um, yeah, basically, at Intercom. Yep. yep. I think one final thing I kind of like realized this week that kind of hurt (laughs) Um, is basically I think the core of Reform is really good I think that's why we were off to a really good start Mm. and I think then we had this mindset that we could like we could ship like a very basic version of Logic and then come back to it or we could ship a very basic version of a Notion integration and then come back to it but then we had like 10 of these and we didn't come back to any of them Mm. because we were just going forward Mm. moving forward and and it actually wasn't a simple version of logic that we had it's in in people's minds we were now saying that we had logic, so they were comparing it to the logic that typeform has, for example, so we didn't have a simple logic like we just had bad logic that didn't really do most of the things that people needed it to do mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. because we didn't come back to it, you know we never got to where they that's interesting. Uh, where, we, where it needs to be so it's like every time you add one of these little things where it's like you know we can always come back to it it's like no you're actually you're positioning yourself as a product that can do this but you're disappointing users by not having it like uh out mm. and that's just something that i've been blind to a little bit um that I'm seeing yeah. now that, and, and you've said this many times, but like for these kinds of products, the bar is just really high these days, like insanely high. And yeah, there's no simple version of anything that's going to be like, you know, good enough these days. Like it just has to be like a really, everything has to be pretty good.
0: Yeah, it, it is really high. And I'm trying to think stuff like that. You know, having it in a staging environment, letting it brew for a while, like playing with it yourself and realizing this actually isn't very good. It, it lets you make progress without releasing it, if you will, because you can sort of experience that like, yeah, this isn't very good. But then it's, it is hard to think like, oh, we want a conditional logic thing or a logic thing. But that's going to take us like three weeks instead of three days, you know. Um, but you're going to get more market credit for that it's the product management aspect of all of this that is so difficult. And I don't blame you for trying to do the, the lightweight versions of things because lightweight sounds great. Like who doesn't want lightweight? Like anything lightweight is better, right? It even sounds good. But if you, if you reframed it as like, this is the barely useful version of this. Like if that's actually what that means, then you really are just, it's a test, you know, and you almost have yeah. to like, keep an eye on
1: it, but pull it, you know? Yeah. But no one wants lightweight Excel, for example. Yeah. But you could do plus, well, minus, times, but you can't uh, divide. <laughs> that's, that's right. We yeah, don't have division yet. There's no fractions.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, no, that's right. Uh, that one hits close to home. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah there's some there are some things that people don't want the partial versions of, and um boy, I hear you, and that that's the hard decisions then you have to make, but I think it's it's good that you're seeing it like it feels like you're seeing all kinds of things that you were maybe i don't want to say blind to but just were fuzzy before, so it's nice to yeah see, nice to hear,
1: yeah. Yeah, and maybe one final thing just to kind of close the loop here is something we talked about at the mastermind as well. Like Bjorn and I have been talking about how, like, you know, one option would be to stop working on reform and start another thing, (laughs) but none of us wants to do that. And I think Bjorn said it the other day is like, why would we not have the same problem? Like, it's the same. It's you know we're really good at <laughs> at building stuff at first, but you know why why would it be easier to start from scratch instead of starting from where we are now? Yeah, with something that people already like, you know, and have Completely. paying customers and stuff. And that's and, I, and Derek said it again yesterday. It's like yeah, you would have to answer those same hard questions about how you're different and and who is this for. And I think that we're getting closer to those answers. And uh, that is like my top priority right now.
0: Love it. So, so true. So true. Yep. Great observation, Bjorn.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. Good stuff, man. He's learning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, he's learning. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> he's teaching me.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's learning how to teach. He's less stressed, I think.
1: <laughs> good stuff. Cool. Cool, man. Good one. Right.
0: Yeah. Thanks, man. Talk to you later. Thank you. All right.
1: Bye for now. Bye.